0: A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Tell me you're an in investigator, more or less. Today, because if you're a curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm, a taintain, I'm,
1: I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. you got already an addiction a brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for where I was nearly tortured to Becoming again. You're a demon hunter. Road demon hunter. And kill everyone.
0: It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound.
1: Thanks, Cornelia. I always appreciate your respect. Hello! Morning, buddy. Welcome to Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Two of season three of Angel, That Vision Thing. That Vision Thing. Doing that vision
0: thing you do. Doing that late 90s, early aughts hit movie. Remember that thing you do or oh, wait, no, it's that's the name of the song, but it's called One Hit Wonder. That's the name of the movie. Ah. The name of the band was not really was the Wonders, but they wanted to do like a Beatles thing where they spell it differently. So they spelled it O-N-E-D-E-R-S. And every time they're announced, they're like, next up, the (laughs) O'Neaters Like, it's the Wonders.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's why you put a number. The number. Yeah. It's the only way it would work. Well, whatever. Wasn't my movie.
0: Wasn't my band. Not my monkeys, not my circus. So, Angel. Yeah, how about that Angel, huh? Yeah. Ginger ale with Angel. Except it's ginger beer,
1: but it's not Buffy. Nope. Boy, I feel. Ginger ale, ginger beer, there's not really a big difference.
0: I feel interesting today. Fuck a doodle doo, Rex. <laughs> That's your job today. That is my job today. I'm going to do that right now. Because we've got this thing that we call executive doodle doos. They are the people who produce us and give us money and make it possible for our voices to be in your earholes. And those people are. Bridget McCloy, Dead Serious, Callista, Ally B, Nathan Lancey, Kristen Dulcinea, Rachel Gregory, Rachel Doodle Doo, D. Sheringhausen, Clubby Seal, Mr. Tabalicious, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V Man, Pat Likes Turtles, Scarlet Choi, Bad at Changing Their Name Heaps, K-Fro Horse Dildo with a BWB logo gnome, Father Definestrado, Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, Alex from the Heart,
1: and Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. That's what he keeps telling us, and I...
0: that's his story, and I'm sticking with it.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm too broke to pay to do this show, so, like,
0: you know... Aren't we all? Welcome to late-stage capitalism, everybody. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, uh... No reviews or voicemails or anything. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. We love it when you do that. We'll read it on the air right here in this slot. And we'll send you a sticker. Yeah. If if yeah, if you remember to claim it, Yeah, that's yeah. the mistake most people make.
1: Yeah. We, we we can't just like look at a review and be like, oh, we know exactly who sent that, and we know exactly where to send that sticker. Mm-hmm. And then it just apparates <laughs>
0: on the back of your laptop, because let's be honest, that's where you're going to put it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I have mine mine too i also have one on my recording case oh well lottie fucking (laughs) dog look at you
0: oh my god i totally forgot what i was calling the uh the angel version of the scooby gang i saw saw that in the facebook group bugging the shit out of me (laughs) thank you so much uh i think it was Callista. no no it was uh oh lauren lauren Lauren, thank you so much lauren for reminding me of that Uh, Even though it was a wild guess, it was the A-team. Yeah. That's correct. You win a free sticker. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not?
1: (laughs) Cue me up, boss. Oh, right, yeah. It's time for a mom synopsis. Let's get the show on the road. Joshua! What are you doing,
0: Joshua? What am I doing? What are you doing? Is dad okay (laughs) since you whacked him on the head? Oh, don't you worry about that, Joshua. I'm taking care of him. What? I told you to keep him hydrated. How hard is that? Oh, he's hydrated, Joshua. What the hell is that supposed to mean? And what is this box doing here? And why is it approximately dad shaped? Let's just say we won't know how he's doing until you open the box well seeing as the box is engulfed in flames right now i think i can take a pretty good guess that's not what dr schrodinger said joshua he's both dead and alive until you open that box well i think we should rescue him from this eternal flaming torment don't you that depends joshua are you a good witch or a bad witch i'm a man witch mom a man witch You didn't tell me you wanted manwich for dinner, Joshua. I don't have enough for all three of us. Aha, so he is alive. I'm not solving this riddle for you, Joshua. You'll just have to wait until next week for the thrilling conclusion of the Mom Synopsis Chronicles. (laughs) Fuck my life. So today on Angel, Cordelia's visions are getting worse than usual, and now they're leaving Physical manifestations of the things she's seeing, like gross boils on her face and claw slashes on her stomach. Her visions send Angel to find a coin and a key, then Lauren cracks the code that these visions aren't actually from the powers that be, but probably coming from someone with the resources who wants to get at them. Who could that be? All right, Wolfram and Hart still exists. So Lila coerces Angel to rescue some dude from a hell dimension in exchange for not tampering with Cordelia anymore. Angel makes sure that she cooperates afterwards by killing off her telepathy guy. Cordelia is concerned that this guy he rescued is going to be a problem, but Angel assures her that she is all that matters. Also, Darla's shaman couldn't give her any answers about her pregnancy, so she's on her way to see Angel. The end. The end. Well, this has been another episode of Vail with
1: Angel. <laughs> I, I, suppose, I suppose we should go a little more into ah, detail. I guess we'll do a little more. It's fine. A little more. A little more. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures, as soon as the sun goes Hold open. Uh, We open at the hotel with Wesley and Gunn. I had to take a slight moment to remember that we switched shows, and my abbreviations of characters are different now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is not Willow and Giles. That's Wesley and (laughs) Gunn. Wesley and Gunn are eating takeout, trying to be all extra nicey-nice to Cordy, and, you know, Fred gives him a a subpar grade. Yeah, because they're both being nicer to Cordelia because
0: of reasons we don't know just yet, but Wesley was about to say, I think we should be a bit more pleasant in our interactions with Cordelia, is what he was about to say, but I honestly thought and he gets cut off but I honestly thought he was going to say intercourse because I'm just so dirty (laughs) somebody
1: your brain just automatically goes to that sexy place somebody
0: give my brain a sponge bath because it's (laughs) disgusting in there but careful you might give my brain a boner (laughs) I think they call those aneurysms Ah, probably or maybe a stroke (laughs) that's one name for it that's two names for it that's two things Anyway, Fred is actively grading their sincerity from under a table as she kind of joins them for their Chinese takeout dinner. Uh, And then Wesley coaxes her out to join them properly. Gunn offers her a fork, albeit a plastic fork, uh, and she goes on a short, winding road of word association with the word fork and arrives at Fork in the Road, of which she is pointedly not ready to take yet, as she notes. Yeah. Good for her. I mean... Not good for. Is it good for her that she knows what she's ready for? I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Cordelia comes back and they both say hi again, overly nicey nice. And she calls them out on being fake nice because she hasn't had a vision in a while. Fred suggests that she uses her visions to find Angel. She says no because she doesn't care.
1: <sighs>
0: Excuse me. But Gunn corrects that misleading response to inform Fred that
1: that's not exactly how her visions work anyway. Yeah, she doesn't just get to choose them. They just kind of happen to her.
0: Also my god it'd be a complete waste to find Angel he's literally in the other room. Right. What's that about? So some fuckface lawyer walks in.
1: Yep. It's his name's Gavin. He is de- he's delivering a list of 57 code violations at the hotel. Mhm. Um I do want to note that like this this sort of thinking is a little off for me because like it's not being run as a hotel. Yeah. So, like, would those matter?
0: Yeah, can you really hold them to the same standard? They are running a business out of it, though. It's business-zoned yeah. one way or another. Yeah, that, but that's seems- fair. It seems like there's still different
1: standards based on what you're using the building for. If you're using it as office space, that's different if people are sleeping in it.
0: Yeah, you can't go and hold an office building to the same standards that you're holding a restaurant. Right, exactly. It makes no sense. So, yeah, Cordelia, the first thing she notices about Gavin here is his shoes. Yeah, very nice
1: shoes. Hmm? Very nice shoes.
0: Yeah, citing his tastefully expensive Gucci loafers as a reason he was able to sneak up on them. Leave it to Cordelia. Uh, Wesley recognizes this guy as Gavin Park from Wolferman Hart. He notices Fred is new to the group. Uh, Gavin does. And uh, Wesley does a good job of attempting to tell this guy to piss off. You there. Piss off. (laughs) I need you to piss off. Don't piss on.
1: Piss Uh, off?
0: Piss off. (laughs) Piss on? piss off (laughs) angel steps out to see what the fuss is about good thing cordy didn't waste her vision on finding him to satisfy fred's separation anxiety uh gavin hands over a list like you already said of 57 building code violations informs them that he's filed a copy with the city planning office
1: angel pretends rather well to not give a flying fuck I would say that he is not pretending to not give a fuck. I think he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah.
0: Oh, I've been alive for 250 years. You know what I worry about? (laughs) Fucking
1: paperwork. Right. Bitch, please. The process in which he got this damn hotel is ambiguous at best. Oh, at best. (laughs) And like, but my guess is that they have the hotel with thanks to the fucking billionaire they're friends with. Oh, right. So, like, I have a feeling that all Angel has to do is call in another favor, and it will be fine. Yeah. Can you give (laughs)
0: us a drop in your bucket to take care of these stupid building code violations? Uh, I don't care if you actually fix them or just, you know... pay off someone. (laughs) Flick the flea off of our back (laughs) that's causing us these problems.
1: Yeah, I'm not... I don't think Angel's actually worried. I don't think he's feigning being not worried. I, I think he's just not worried. I loved his response though. He's like fifty-seven. Gee, is that a lot?
0: <laughs> personally, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm. I've never run a business personally. That sounds
1: like a lot, but it could be right. Like, not that many. And I guess it depends on how many potential violations there are. Mm-hmm. If there's ten thousand potential violations, fifty-seven isn't much at all. And I mean,
0: how above board are they really running this investigation company anyway? Right.
1: Are they even paying taxes? Well, hell, half the time they don't fucking charge clients, so who knows? Right? Yeah. And and as far as we know, Angel isn't even a licensed investigator. Right? Is this even an
0: LLC? No, probably not. Come on. (laughs)
1: What a bunch of horse shit.
0: So, yeah, Gavin finally pleasantly fucks off. Cordelia can't help but sploosh over the suit as he exits. Hate to see you go, but I love to watch your suit leave. Or something to that effect would have been probably funnier than what she did say.
1: Uh, Didn't seem that nice of a suit. Right. Like just a suit.
0: Yeah, it was a suit. Uh, I mean, the guy wore it well, sure. Maybe I just don't have an eye for suits. Right. Yeah. And maybe it's different when you're actually there in the room. Oh, yeah. Um. It's, it's really the way that it's tailored that's important. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Angel notices that Fred is out. Yes, look! She's among the people! And Fred just gushes and steps over
1: her words because Angel talked to her. <laughs> oh, quote of the day here from from Fred. She gleefully says to Angel, I've been forking with gun. I noticed <laughs> that, yeah. Um, I really want to know how that <laughs> compares to spooning
0: and scissoring.
1: <laughs> Are they in the same ballpark? You know, I'm I'm gonna do the uh, the questionable <laughs> thing. Are you gonna Google it? Rex is googling forking.
0: I'm getting ready to uh, to get complaints about internet searches, but it's
1: not my device, so. Well, that's cute, actually. <laughs> cute. Forking is like spooning, but it's when you have your legs intertwined with each other.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can <laughs> see that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. The, this position can get tricky and cumbersome if not done properly. It is more <laughs> erotic than spooning as you can feel your partner's genitals on your thighs. Oh,
0: my. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, babe. You're uh, you're smashing my junk. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's arousing, but it is also painful. <laughs> some people are into that sort of thing. Absolutely. So Cordy falls over with a vision. She sees some shadowy claws and a coin in Chinatown at an herbalist shop. She sends them off after it. Angel helps her up and she limps off to the restroom. Wesley knocks gently and asks if that beast had one. If that beast had four or five claws, Cordy lifts her shirt, revealing five claw marks on her stomach. Count them. Five. Uh, Definitely uh, five. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, and then he asks if she's sure, and she's like, yeah, I'm sure. Pretty sure. You know, the the count just counted them, so. Yeah. Pretty hard to miss. <laughs> Opening credits.
1: Meow, meow, meow.
0: Hyperion office. (laughs) Wesley is looking at books. Fred reads a phone book. Wesley asks if she's found anything of interest. She rattles off a bunch of H words with childlike fascination. Wesley glares.
1: To me, it seems like she should be a natural at research. She was a librarian, for fuck's sake. Yeah, and a math whiz. Hmm. She should just fit right in here, but they make her kind of airy.
0: Well, you know, I think she's... uh it's just got some social anxiety and yeah, maybe some i can't even begin to imagine what 5 years of isolation in a strange world would do to fuck me up, you know. Especially when you don't know why you're there or how you got there. Three months of COVID fucked me up enough that I don't even want (laughs) to think about it. Um, So Wesley asks her if there was anything about herbs. I'm sorry, herbs.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because
0: he's British. Thanks for reminding us. And she's like, oh, yes. And she reminds us that she's Southern because... Everybody's got to be from somewhere distinct, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, there are five herbalist shops in Chinatown. Angel
1: wants to know if we have a name for the monsters yet. And uh, Gunn advocates for just going and getting the fucking coin and who the hell cares who the monsters are. Yeah, Gunn's in a bit of a rush.
0: Uh, and there there are two possible names for the monster, which absolutely never come up again. Shan Dole or a Cantonese Fook Beast. And yeah, we don't even know which ones these people were. No idea. Could have been both. No, they were They were kind of the same. But, I don't even know. Well, we'll get there. Um, guns yeah. in a
1: rush. Angel asks Fred for a favor. and uh, Cut to the bathroom. Where Angel tells Cordy that he wants her to go home and has asked Fred to take her home. And Cordy always fights him on this. Yeah. And he
0: keeps trying. Like, just let her stay if she wants to stay. She's not working that hard.
1: Yes and no. There's a certain level of, like, look, Cordy, you need to take care of yourself. Obviously, this shit's hard on you. She can take care of herself at work, in a hotel. I mean, yeah.
0: Everybody there should have a fucking hotel room that's just
1: theirs. Yeah. Like, why the fuck aren't they all living there anyway? Seriously, save rent. (laughs) Save so much money on rent. Although, well, it makes sense that Cordy would keep her apartment. You know, there's a whole ghost amenity there i guess dude like imagine not needing to do certain things and it's not a a shitty ai who you have to like enunciate specifically what you're saying it's just like a ghost who gets to know you and and you know helps you out that sounds so much better than shitty ai kinda
0: (laughs) i don't know um
1: you just don't want to get naked with a ghost around i see what i see what it's about yeah that's me Hate getting naked.
0: (laughs) uh, Come on, Dennis. Let's go bathe. (laughs) Womp
1: womp. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Rub my back with a loofah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mm, That's good (laughs) loofahing. I'm a dirty
1: boy. Okay, okay. (laughs) I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up on the
0: guy that killed Tina and I'm going to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. Yeah, I'd love to have a hotel room at work where I can just lie the fuck down. Yeah, that would be nice. That's the real American dream. (laughs) But anyway, she finally, she agrees to go home. Cut to the, the car, the convertible. Gun laments. Uh it's kind of sort of Murphy's law that they've searched four of the five herbalist shops and it's always
1: the last place you look. Yeah. I like how he's like, you know what? From now on, we start at the end of the list and go up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause the list specifically had a, and then we get a series of dick jokes in order.
0: Yeah. Wes chalks it up to being a dick, uh hard air quotes there. Um, quickly clarifying that he means dick in the sense of sleuth, gumshoe, Sherlock, and i didn't realize that that was a thing but okay it's a a fun excuse to throw the word dick around um not at all in the sense of a hot dicking but you know the other sense of the word Um,
1: no they're they're hot dicking right now you're right (laughs) they are they're hot dicking each other real hard not each other the case They're hot-dicking the case. They are. Yeah, that kind of (laughs) hot-dicking.
0: That's what I meant. (laughs) Gunn gets a little weirdly upset about the word dick being used in this context, acting like he'll fight a bitch if he hears it again. Um, And then he asks the name of the place that they're looking for, and Wesley hesitates a little. Van Ho Dong. And... uh, he shoots Gun a worried look. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you said dong. You didn't say dick. You that's, didn't say dick. That's what's important. Dongs and dicks are two different things. And how insecure does
1: fucking gun have to be to be offended by somebody calling him a dick even Also, he's like the youngest one here, right? Wouldn't he like still be in a state of like enjoying dick jokes?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You never get tired of dick jokes. I don't know. I just thought it was ridiculous that he was going to retaliate for hearing another word that could maybe be interpreted to mean penis. Right. So, but I, I really appreciate the lengths to which the writers went to make a dick joke. Right. But
1: it's it still honestly didn't really land right. No, it wasn't particularly funny. It was more funny in watching the poor execution.
0: Yeah, it just kind of made Gun look incredibly insecure and homophobic. It also was kind of a hey, they 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 said dick on on television. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so cut to Van Ho Dong. Van Ho Dong,
1: where they go in. Wesley mentions the coin, and the two owners decide. You know what? Fuck you. You talked about the coin. We're gonna kill you. Well, they were trying to. They immediately are like, you can't be here! <laughs>
0: Get the fuck out! Gun takes it to a racist place. Hey, can a brother buy some ginseng? <laughs> and uh, they, they're like, no, vampire! And Wes actually defends this completely reasonable request by saying, I'm sorry, I'm afraid this is a public facility. And he cuts right to the chase that they're looking for an ancient coin. And, I mean, I'm no fucking business lawyer. <laughs> but what is this, Wes? The fucking YMCA? this is a privately owned ma and pop shop decidedly not public in any way right other than the fact that they happen to allow the public to enter yeah unless it's a fucking vampire in which case they're completely within their rights to be like get the fuck out
1: yeah i don't know um i mean for fuck's sake vampires are not protected citizens under the constitution (laughs)
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> but also, neither of these two are either, because they're also demons. That's true. So they're even more within their rights to be like, get the fuck out.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, cue a, a kung fu string fight where... I <laughs> When I was taking my notes, I said literally the only Asian characters we've ever seen on Angel or Buffy that I can remember um, are suddenly evil kung fu demons. But... And then I remembered Gavin, whom we only just yeah. met, who is also evil. Yes. But then again, we don't know that these guys are evil and, in fact, find out later that they're not evil. Right. Still, I don't know. I don't know.
1: They're, uh, these characters are super cliche.
0: They're meeting their diversity quota in uh, not a particularly kosher way, if you ask
1: me. I mean, it was 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very early 2000s. One might say 2000. <laughs> I want to say it's 01, actually. No, yeah, you're right. Last season was 2000, so this is 2001. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wait. No, actually, this is season three of Angel. Angel started in 99. Right. So it'd be 2001, wouldn't it? Or wouldn't it be 02? I don't know. It's def- It's later than 2000, anyway. It's at least 2001. I, yeah. Yeah. Early 2000s. Actually, no, wouldn't it be 2003?
1: No. Because if the first season started in 99, then the first season ended in 2000, well, and well, then the I'm second the season first, the first started first season, in 2000. The
0: first season started the same year as season four of Buffy the Vampire right. Slayer, which would have been 2000.
1: So this could... Okay, so yeah, then it started in 2000. This could be 03. Whatever. Who cares? Um anyway the point is not a hell of a lot of diversity in TV in these days so you know
0: yeah Asian actors and characters have famously gotten quite the shaft in in Hollywood yeah, yeah. so and anyway, they they immediately grow these big claws in place of their
1: fingers five claws now there's five of them Cordy was right oh oh. Oh, they're the claw demons. I didn't never
0: put two and two really? together on that. Yeah, bite me. Um, yep. So they're all like, "Um, can we get you? I'm <laughs> gonna get you."
1: The claw. The
0: claw. <laughs> <laughs> Big kung fu string fight. Somehow, the A team actually wins this fight, and they knock both of them out. Angel finds the coin, uh, very conveniently hanging around the old man's neck. Yeah. And it's really not so much
1: a coin so much as a goddamn dinner plate almost. Right. It's huge. Uh, it's, It's at least like two and a half, three inches in diameter.
0: Like imagine a 50 cent piece if you're American anyway, or if you're a coin enthusiast from anywhere else. Oh, it's bigger
1: than a 50 cent piece.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes I like to finish my sentences. So a 50 cent piece. Imagine that. Now imagine it like at least twice the diameter of that.
1: You know what it is. It's the same size as a GameCube disc. Mm. Mm. That was about
0: like that. 50 cent piece. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, Rex. Rex, all right. (laughs) I can get on board with that. Yeah, GameCube disc. As we age ourselves hardcore. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Everybody listening to us is our age
1: anyway. Nobody else gets our jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to the Gerba Thump Thump. Germa Thump Thump and uh, Gavin has hijacked Lila's printer like the evil bastard he is. That evil cunt. Some uh, verbal sparring happens. He informs her
0: he's been moved to special projects from real estate and insultingly invites her to join his team. Yeah. She puts him right in his place as he tries to insinuate that she's acting too big for her britches because she has Lindsay's old office.
1: I don't remember what happens with this character, but I really want Lila to just hang him out to dry.
0: I think he's going to die a fast unceremonious death
1: but i want it to be lila that, that causes it me too just be just because of the the bullshit that he's spouting here he's like oh i'm just as good as you and it's like no she's where she is because she earned it and yeah, she's way the fuck ahead of you bro yeah like you, <laughs> you just got out of the real
0: estate yeah the and evil real estate sector and and now you're in the big boy game and you're trying to fucking piss also, all over
1: everything already. But also he's like, oh, I just got transferred to special projects where Lila's now his boss. Yeah, where Lila's been for years. Lila's head of special projects, Therefore, Gavin's boss.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's how you get ahead here is you start pissing on your bosses. I guess. Or you um, suck up to them like Lila and Lindsay did. And that seemed to work. Yeah. Fairly well. Anyway, this this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Hate him, hate him, hate him, hate him. So,
1: like, this makes me like Lila in comparison. Exactly. Like, we're supposed to hate well, Lila. She, we hate her, but she is a good villain. And that's why we hate her. Sure. Yeah. And he is not a good villain, because he's dumb. That is correct. Because, as Lila points out, Angel doesn't care about the laws, Oh, right? Yeah. Like, Gavin's plan is stupid. Yeah, he'll bounce back.
0: It's going to be okay.
1: He's hundreds of years old, for fuck's sake.
0: Yeah. Lila even has Lindsay's back in this argument, even though they're like, they were like mortal enemies practically. Um, But I guess the way he left kind of left them on good terms. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she recognizes that he earned his place in the firm because he made sacrifices like losing his hand, for instance. I mean, he got it back, but. Right. Uh, she scoffs at Gavin's use of building code violations and fucks off to her
1: meeting. Because the guy in a fez sticks his head out the door and beckons her in. You know, I just thought of something. Um, more reason for why Gavin's plan is stupid is because Angel's first office blew up. And that did not stop them. Yeah. In fact, it just—it actually helped them. Yeah. So, I think fucking with their real estate, probably not the angle here, guys. He's
0: a cat. He always lands on his feet. Yeah.
1: He's going to be just fine. Also, what if he has insurance?
0: Yeah. Then you're just giving him more money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because that building's probably worth quite a lot.
1: Right. A person needs certain designer
0: things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's brains. Hey, you're a vampire.
1: Um, so we cut to Cordelia's apartment where Cordy is desperately just trying to convince Fred that she should leave. Yeah, she's faking being okay. Matter to- of fact, take this peanut butter with
0: you. <laughs> mm hmm. Fred's all caught up and she's sitting on the floor eating <laughs> peanut butter. Um, caught up in among other things the phrase right as rain uh more but moreover wants to know what it's like to have a vision suddenly and uh, i don't think cordelia is really in the mood for that kind of conversation no.
1: considering the circumstances get a, a quote here in response to fred going on about both right as rain and the vi- vision questions cordy replies with wow Next to you, I'm downright linear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've the line
0: from Fred shortly before that. It's not really a quote of the day, but it's just so Fred, like hyper Chihuahua Fred. <laughs> Do you see things or smell them or just no? In your stomach, no. Like in the fifth grade when I saw Grayson Wells, and I just knew we'd go steady even though we never did. Looking back on it, it feels like we did. Is it like that? And, yeah, Cordelia is, in fact, in comparison, downright linear. Yeah. So Fred then compares her to Lassie, which, of course, Cordelia takes in exactly the wrong way.
1: Well, in exactly the way that we we would expect Cordy to take it. Yeah. like I She mean, doesn't want to be compared to a dog.
0: I think it's a compliment being compared to Lassie. Lassie was gorgeous and smart.
1: I mean, yeah, but also a dog, and... She had great hair. Cordy is still a bit vain. I guess.
0: So Cordelia shoves Fred out the door as she has another vision. Uh, This one causes awful gross boils to show up on her face.
1: Yeah. Very gross.
0: Cut to Cordelia's bedroom.
1: Yeah, where later she's showing... Uh, Angel and gun and Wesley, basically she's, uh, yeah, she's a mess. She's, she's a mess.
0: Yeah. Angel, Wes, and gun are all there now. Cordelia tells Angel that her new vision was of a key on the corner of fifth and something. She doesn't have a specific corner. Uh, she admits that this is not the first time her visions have had a physical manifestation. She shows them the claw marks from earlier in the day. Uh, you know, maybe Fred would have been a little more sensitive about asking her about the visions if she'd known about that. But she didn't. I blame Cordelia. I've
1: said multiple
0: times she gotta fucking communicate shit. Tell people. Tell her the truth. truth! <laughs> <laughs> so, they all step out in the next room. Fred theorizes that they could, uh, hard air quotes, trace the calls of where the visions are coming from because all things are just energy. This gives Wesley an idea. Angel argues that he can't help Cordelia by finding the key. He needs to be there with her. I'm like, what are you, a doctor? Right. Some sort of supernatural doctor? No, specifically, you need to go fucking do your
1: investigator thing, dipshit. Like, you have a job. And at this point, as far as they know, these visions are from the powers that be. Yeah. And so, like, th- that's your job. You should
0: probably follow the leads of the powers that be. So Wesley argues that that's the stupidest thing he's ever heard because this vision is obviously important. Couldn't agree more? Thank you, Wesley. Points for Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, and also, I'm sorry, points for Ravenclaw. Yeah, I was going to say. There's, Angel is Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Wesley's unquestionably Ravenclaw. Actually, Wesley might be Hufflepuff. Gun would be Ravenclaw. <laughs> this dead digri- <laughs> <Yeah>. we <laughs> This one ran off the rails real quick. Who's... Um, Who's the other one? Who's Slytherin then? Actually. It's got to be somebody in the crew, right? Oh, I mean. No, no, Cordelia is totally Slytherin. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. Perfect. I, there the, it is.
1: I mean, this is we've reached past the extent of anything I know about fucking Harry Potter. I so. think
0: I have a career ahead of me as a sorting hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that right well, after we It's, we're it's done. a shame that that property is, uh, you know, just junk now. Ah, fuck them. I mean, Buffy's not junk because Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. Yeah, but Joss Whedon no longer gets any money from Buffy. Uh, J.K. Rowling does. She specifically still gets royalties from Harry Potter, and she very specifically uses those royalties, and she has been quoted saying this, specifically uses those those royalties to fund anti-trans movements. I was afraid you were going to say that. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, that made me sad. So moving (laughs) along. Um, um, So Wesley tells him to trust him because he has an idea. Oh, and also he's your fucking boss now, Angel. Right. Do what he says.
1: And not just he's your boss due to circumstance. No, you fucking made him your boss. Do what your boss says.
0: You know, unless you have a better idea, I'm open
1: to hearing it, but you obviously don't. Yeah. Uh, So cut to the key shop. Any action is better than inaction, and just hanging out, waiting for shit to happen is not the best choice. Maybe. Possibly. That sounds like a good thing to say. Uh, anyway, goes goes to the key shop, walks in, asks the guy for a key, and the guy's like, Well, we have lots of keys. I demand You're- the
0: key right now. Which one would you like? <laughs> I have lots of them. Um, guy turns on the lights. Uh, did you lose the original? And the place is just... Filled with keys. He's clearly some kind of locksmith or whatever. Uh, Angel shows him a picture that Cordy drew of the key. The guy recognizes it immediately, tries to cover up that he recognizes it, and is like, just a moment, and presses a button under his desk, which has a zero latency line directly to a big gooey boil demon
1: <laughs> with a great big bushy beard. I think, I think the demon was just like, in a little cubby in the ceiling in a trap with a trapdoor and the button just opens the trap door. Yeah. He's like a rabbit waiting to yeah.
0: be taken out of a hat. He's exactly. just nice and cozy in there. Yeah. Anyway, no, he didn't actually have a big bushy beard, but no. still. That would have been um <laughs> wouldn't have been much of an improvement. He has some great big gross boils. Yeah, his boils were a kind of beard. Yeah. A beard of boils. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, imagine shaving that. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, yeah, the the fight's nothing. It, it's over in moments. Like, barely any effort on Angel's part. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it cut
0: to the Hyperion Courtyard. Gunn sarcastically says he'd rather be out fighting a great big gooey boil demon than... Hanging out with a cute young woman on a beautiful night. And Fred really
1: needs to work on her hyperbole detection skills. (laughs) Yeah, she does not realize that he is being completely sarcastic and he is quite enjoying Fred's company. As he should. She's delightful. She is delightful. Mm -hmm. She's fucking adorable.
0: Yeah. And as he said, and a very cute young woman. So uh, they try to go inside. And there's a couple dudes in gas masks uh, saying that they're fumigating. Yeah. Gunn demands that uh, they give them their work order before he does some exterminating of his own, which sounds like a death threat to me, but that's fine, I guess. Whatever. Um, Fred runs past them to get some books from Wesley's office like Gunn asks her to. And my favorite part here is that the exterminator pulls up his gas mask to tell them that it's not safe to be in there. Right. And if it weren't for COVID, (laughs) I would never have believed that anyone was that fucking stupid. (laughs) Right? But COVID did happen. And people are that stupid. Because I know this happened to you. I know this probably happened to literally everybody out there that took the thing seriously. Yeah. Somebody's wearing a fucking mask. And they walk over to you, lift up their mask to talk to you. It's like literally the main reason
1: you're wearing it, bro, is for talking. The one that got me, the one that really pissed me off is the desk at my work had uh, (laughs) plastic barriers. Yeah. People would step to the side... Mm-hmm. To look around the barrier so they're not looking through the clear plastic barrier, lift their fucking mask away, and talk at me. So it's like, here, let me get every opportunity to spit at your face. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I... i so fucking angry about that shit. You should be. You
0: should be. It's remarkably stupid how... Cavalier people were yeah. with that kind of shit, and they're like,
1: "Well, but I, I can't hear you through the glass, and you can't hear me through the mask." It's and- like, "Yes, yes, I can." Just because you're old and deaf, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's ageist. I mean, at the time, I was dealing with a lot of old people. It's very stressful. I understand. Right oh, on board. With so you. glad it's not that anymore. You're not real, or I'm not real. Some up here isn't real, and I suspect it's you. No, if you're not real,
0: then that means that my head came off back there and then I'm dead now. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> so, uh, cut to Cordelia's apartment. Angel delivers the key to Wesley and walks into Cordelia's room to find Lorne with her. He begs Angel to knock some sense into her because she's resisting his attempts to get her to get into her head. You know...
1: Cordy explains why she's resistant to this, but, like, the characterization in this moment does not fly for me.
0: No, not at all. Well, because Angel manages to get it out of her fairly quickly that she thinks that if she loses her visions that she's not going to be useful anymore. And he answers correctly The most correctly way that you can in this situation, um, that she's what's important, not the visions and compares her to aftermarket car add ons, which (laughs) are apparently better than Lassie somehow in Cordelia's mind anyway. But okay, I don't know.
1: I I maintain Lassie was fucking majestic and wicked smart. Well, the biggest thing here is for fuck's sake, Cordy was of use to Angel in the fight before she got visions. Yeah, exactly. Remember
0: Doyle? Yeah, exactly. Remember when you had value before the visions, Cordelia? Remember the three years of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not a great character point on the writers' part. It doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. Right. Just like Angel being like, no, I need to stay here with Cordelia because I'm not useful out there. What do you mean you're not useful
1: out there? That's the main place that you're useful. The other other (laughs) thing about this that pisses me off is, yeah, there have been times where Cordy has had doubt, but she has never been in this place of like, Low self-esteem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, even when there were times when, like, she's really beaten down, she still had kind of backbone and pride. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I get the potentiality of the visions having beaten her down, but it still just doesn't fit for me. And is
0: this where her voice is all crackly? Yeah. Man, that seemed a little too real. Like... Right? She either purposefully went out into the alleyway and screamed a bit <laughs> to make her voice crackly or something happened and then she used it. Maybe she had a cold. Or she just screamed too much. Eh, colds make you sound congested, not like you... Um, Chest colds. Not like you screamed your voice out. That was very much, uh, I blew my voice out because I was too loud and not in the right way. Or maybe she's just that goddamn good. Eh. No, it was, she wasn't faking it. Her voice was fucked because I've been there too many times. Yeah, fair.
1: <laughs> fair point, fair point.
0: So Lauren gets back to work trying to tap into the powers that be through Cordy's brain. She freaks out a bit and then they get back into it. And we cut over to the doggy sheep snort snort. Doggy sheep
1: snort snort. <laughs> Where Lila is with the... What the fuck? Like his character they, name was John Hancock because he says uh, signing his name, and, really. Yeah, that's, that's what they wrote down. Yeah, I called him Fez Guy. Um, I wrote down Shaman.
0: Um, see, I didn't write Shaman because of the dude at the end that uh Darla talks to yeah. is really more of a Shaman. Yeah, that's this fair. guy's um, more of some sort of telepathy guru. Yeah, yeah.
1: Either either way, he's credited as John Hancock because they're sitting there talking about like fez guy. tax papers and shit. Yeah, whatever. Fez guy. He's he's the guy with the fez. Yeah, and the brain thingy. It turns out that these visions are being sent by him via Lila's commands, apparently. Hmm. And that sucks. Yeah, that's that's problematic at best because he.
0: Uh, After they're done arguing about fucking 1099s and taxes, she's like, let's just get the fucking job done. And he sits on the table, cross-legged, meditation style, and starts to levitate Like almost immediately.
1: He removes his fez, which shows that he has the top half of his brain bare. Yeah, and that always just makes me
0: think of
1: Hannibal Lecter. See, that made me think of the... Evil scientist dude in Nightmare Before Christmas, because at one that, point in time he like lifts the top of his skull yeah. and like scratches his brain. Yeah, he does that mm-hmm. quite a
0: bit throughout the movie, I believe. Um, so yeah, lots of other uh, weird instances of people
1: with to half me, their brain exposed. To me, it just seems like maybe uh, the fez hat isn't the best choice. Yeah, that's, that seems like it would get infected. I think.
0: Yeah, you're gonna. It's that's not
1: sanitary. Yeah, ew. Have you ever hats get <laughs> gross
0: so fast? Right, like they just get black around the rim, and there's like with sweat and dirt. And then, then
1: it's just the hat's getting filled with your brain juice. Uh, 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 uh,
0: uh. <laughs> so anyway, no, the whole thing puts me on edge. I, I don't like it. I'm glad it looks kind of fake. Yeah, um, because, the fucking that's one of my least favorite parts. Also with fucking Hannibal Lecter. And I'm, I'm not even going to describe the scene because it
1: nope. bothers me. We're, we're moving on. Um, uh, so
0: he's uh, his brain is wriggling about. And I mean I'm not going to describe the Hannibal Lecter scene. I right. am going to describe this scene. <laughs> um, his brain is wriggling about. They've clearly put something in there that's going like <laughs> against yeah. the top of his rubber brain with latex around it to look like his head. Yeah. Um, And we see some visions of fire and shit and cut to Cordy freaking out and suddenly acquiring horrible burns on her arm. And Lauren gets thrown across the room. Yeah, because he happens to be, you know, attempting to uh, communicate with the powers that be while this happens.
1: Hmm? Like a mind melt.
0: Yeah. It's like doing a mind melt. And there's a bit of a short circuit and it fucks up Lauren. So cut to Cordelia's room a bit later.
1: Yeah, where she expresses worry that this is happening because she deserves it. For fuck's sake. And, you know, she's at her breaking point. I, can't, I get that. I
0: must be a bad person. I'm like, oh, my son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, so season one of Buffy, I might have agreed, but not now. Oh, obviously. God, no. God, no. Uh, she admits that she doesn't want the visions anymore because what the hell could be so important that the powers that be would do this to her? Couldn't agree more. Uh, Wesley pulls Angel outside of the room and Fred jumps Lauren's gun, which is a weird way of (laughs) phrasing that. Weird phrasing. Um, Phrasing. Uh, And she blurts out that the visions aren't from the powers that be. No, they aren't. Well, way to steal my thunder. Like, yeah, Lauren did all the hard work. Don't do that.
1: Lauren Lauren explains that the visions aren't from the powers that be. They're sent locally. Mm -hmm. Local broadcast a pirate broadcast
0: and yeah he recommends that they so he says transmitting false data through the celestial pipeline i know it's probably a mile long list but i'd start looking at enemies who wants to get to you who has the sizable resources and who'd be willing to mess up a pretty face like cordelia's cut to lila wolferman fucking hearts didn't have to think about that
1: too hard (sighs) god no uh Specifically into Lila's office, where Angel just doesn't need to worry about the vampire detectors or anything anymore. I love that Lila is playing a golfing video game here. Right. And Angel makes a cheesy
0: joke, because she hits the ball into a sand trap, and he says, Jeez, I hate traps, don't you? Which scares her, and she turns around. Uh, he throws the coin and the key, which now obviously belong together as some sort of Keymaster gatekeeper set. Right. Uh, He walks off demanding that it ends here. It ends now. (laughs) Get to the chopper. She informs him that it's not over until he completes his mission. And not as a bargain to save Cordelia, but because she told him to. Not entirely sure where she thinks that shit's going to (laughs) fly, but
1: okay. Yeah, she's a bit... A little overplaying your hand there. Yeah, she's a bit overstepping in in this whole scenario, which we, you know... Yeah. She she gets uh, her proper reprimand later.
0: Like, I kind of wish I'd looked up who wrote this episode to see if there's any correlation in how so many things in this episode just seem like somebody wrote it who hasn't been watching the rest of the show. Yeah. And they're just making it up as they go. I mean, okay, yeah, of course, anybody who writes a TV show is making it up as they go, but that's, yeah. you know what I mean.
1: No, there there's... There's, there's a there's few inconsistencies. That,
0: yeah. Yes. And uh, so she needs him to save someone from a fortress demon dimension. Yeah. And he'll need the coin and key to do it. He chokes her a little because she's into that. Um, or actually, no, she doesn't look into that at all. And he just wants to make sure that she knows that he means business about leaving Cordelia alone after the fact.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing he cares about the most. The most. I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer like
0: this. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime, ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we will be forced to bring in the light of day. I want that stricken from the record. A place I'm told is not all that healthy for you.
1: So we cut back to the hotel where uh, Wesley and Angel are talking about the, the situation. And, you know, Wes explains to Angel that these are tools for good. Uh, the people they killed to get them more good. Aligned with the forces
0: of good. Yeah. Therefore, the Chinese guy and the Boyle guy were forces of good. And uh, all that they know about the other dimension is that it's probably full of fire and guards. And that the guy in prison there isn't necessarily wrongfully imprisoned just because Lila says so. Right. And it goes against
1: everything Angel stands for to help Wolfram and Hart. Actually, it's pretty safe to assume that he is not wrongfully imprisoned. Right. Because Lila says he is.
0: Yeah, that absolutely stands to reason. (laughs) Fucking lawyers, man. (laughs) So I like to look at this as ransomware. If they take the right data hostage... You will have no choice but to pay to unlock it. And in, in this case, the data is Cordelia. And Angel will make exactly zero compromises for her safety. Right. He's like, I don't give a shit who I'm helping by doing the wrong thing. It's for the right reason. Right. I need that data. I need the brain. I need Cordelia's brain because it's
1: Cordelia. Yes. Anyway, Wes wants to go with him. Angel doesn't want him to. I didn't write down why he told, like, what it was that convinced Wes that he had to stay behind.
0: Um, I think he just kind of listened to Angel after he was like, no. He's like, oh, please, <laughs> no. can't I? Bad Brit. <laughs> Bad. Bad boss. <laughs> no. <laughs> please, can't I have just a little peril? I got a newspaper. I got a newspaper. Uh, 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 what? Uh, uh, <laughs> <burr>. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, Angel forbids it. Wes puts the key, and he's like, oh, fine, fiddlesticks. Puts and the key in the hole in the coin of the coin and it makes m-
1: much like the, the key master and gatekeeper of, of of the Ghostbusters, some penetration opens the door. It just
0: makes them fuck a little.
1: <laughs> Look, this key fits right in this hole. <laughs> no, in, in actuality though, I think the prop of the key and coin is really cool because when he locks them together it makes like a top and it he tosses it out on the ground and it spins like yeah, a top. The snapping
0: effect of yeah. when he hit the the right Angle and ridge of the key was very satisfying. And he throws it down. It becomes
1: a top and it creates a portal. Which Angel goes through the portal, leaving his weapons behind. Yeah, that doesn't go very well.
0: And I I loved the look on Wesley's face. He's like, well, shit. (laughs) Which is pretty similar to Angel's face Um, when he gets to the hell dimension. Also very much, well, shit. Yeah. Specifically, he says, "It'd be too bad if I could defend myself." <laughs> the writers are
1: dumb. <laughs> well, he was fine. It all turns out fine. He's fine. Yeah, and there's some stairs and some fieriness going down on the stairs, so he assumes that that must be the way he goes. Uh, oh, and luckily, unlike the uh, the book situation, the key and coin went with him. Luckily,
0: yeah. And he finds it and picks it up and takes it with him. And as Angel approaches a cell of pure raging fire with a person in it engulfed in eternal flame. We get to meet Skip. Behind Skip. Behind Angel appears maybe the best fucking character that the Buffyverse has ever thought of. Skip, the perfectly nice, reasonable hell guardian who commutes 20 minutes to work every day. Yeah, But it's not that bad.
1: And <laughs> the kind of guy. I love you, their little conversation here because they're like, "Angels, like, oh, what keeps him in the fire? My will. Shouldn't he be like screaming in pain? My will keeps him from screaming. You there's know, o- there's only so much that you can hear. Oh god, oh god, I'm burning. <laughs> before you just get sick of it. Yeah, he's the kind of guy you'd want to get a beer with. And who'd invite you to his backyard barbecue in the Burbs. I have happy news for you, Josh. Oh? He shows up in other episodes. Ooh! <laughs> he is
0: not a one-shot character. And he notices the Angel smells like he works for the powers that be. Yeah. Well, that's because he does. And then why does Angel want to rescue this piece of shit? Well, that's a good question. It's about a girl. Can't
1: be talked out of it. They fight. Yeah, and... uh it's. It seems like a fairly even-matched fight at first, uh, but Skip gets kind of knocked into the flames, and the prisoner in the flames grabs a hold of him, is, like, going to pull him into the flames with him, and Angel, of course, being Angel, saves him. Yeah, it was pretty touch-and-go for a second there. Uh, but Angel saves him from the flames and then apologizes before knocking him the fuck out. Before he, before he kicks him straight in the face with his toe. Like, yeah.
0: ow! That's like the worst.
1: But yeah, as you would expect, since the flames are powered by Skip's will, uh, the moment he's unconscious, the flames go away. Mm -hmm. And then there's a naked dude. Ta-da. That's that's your prize. Naked,
0: naked, naked dude. That's your
1: price. You get a naked man. Oh, boy. You know how Angel feels about naked men. That's difficult to find. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably walk into any bar and be like, $5, who wants to get naked? And at least one person minimum will it be would like, yeah.
0: It would be a race. You'd have to turn down <laughs> 10 others three seconds later and be like, sorry, this guy got naked first. Um, yeah. He was he was naked first. He gets the $5. <laughs> exactly. Be like, oh, come on. But I got naked. Can I get naked again? You know what? You do whatever you want, but I'm not giving you money for it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Dude's all city. He's naked. He's no longer engulfed in flames. Cut to a drainage canal. You know, the uh, quintessential L.A. drainage canals that anybody who's played Grand Theft Auto V recognizes from having done many, many, many uh, runs from the police. (laughs) I saw a TikTok video about how L.A. Looks almost identical to Grand Theft Auto V. And if you've played Grand Theft Auto V, you basically don't need a map to go there. Really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. It sounds really cool. And now I want to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've of. been to LA. <laughs> kind of.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And they meet with Lila and her lackeys. She's pacing around next to two limousines impatiently. Angel pulls up in the convertible with Wesley and Gun and Fuckface.
1: Angel forces Lila to make sure that Cordy is healed before the handoff.
0: Lila wants Angel to know that no one else at Wolfram and and Hart thought that he could do it but she thinks he's a remarkable man. Yeah. Isn't that nice?
1: Yeah. How long has she been dealing with Angel? At what point does she think that that kind of flattery is going to actually get her anywhere with him? I'm
0: not sure that she is trying to get anywhere with him. She's just She's really, uh, she's got hubris this episode yeah, a lot more than usual because there's so many things, so many characterizations that are just off this episode.
1: Um, She's not normally that dumb. Right. So anyway, Wes calls Fred, who's at Cordy's apartment. Lila walks over to the limo. Fez guy's in the back seat, uh, tells him to undo it, I guess. And then Fred... Sees the magic go away and Cordy's all better. Tells Wes over the phone.
0: Yep. Wes dramatically flips open a little flip phone.
1: I kind of miss flip phones.
0: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we see Cordelia's wounds heal. We see the Feds boy doing his brain bubbly thing in the car. Wes flips his phone shut and looks at Gun and Fuckface. Without a word, they get out of the car and go to Lila. Lila smugly says, it's just business. Angel picks up a piece of rebar and (laughs) chucks it with vampire precision through the window, through the fez guy's skull, killing him instantly. Then Angel apparates directly behind Lila. Celerity. He celerities directly behind Lila. Yeah. And he doesn't use that very often, but damn, when he uses it, he makes a point.
1: Yeah. Yeah like, by the way,
0: I could fucking kill you at any moment.
1: And just like the the scene that we had a while back where he appeared in Lila's car, she is very notably shaken by this. Yeah. Did she forget? Right. Apparently. (laughs) But Angel (coughs) lays it out to her that, like, this isn't just business. You don't go at me through my people.
0: Quote of the day here. He says, don't you come at me through Cordelia ever again. You play that card a second time, and I'll kill you. And that yeah. I believed—that yes. was a well-written line and moment. Yes, um, unquestionably, easily the most satisfying thing he could have done and said in this situation. Precisely, and probably the most satisfying moment of the entire episode. I would agree. Which you know, I qualifies it as a as a climax. Yes, Angel climaxed. Indeed. Right, right behind Lila. Right in her face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I'm losing so many listeners. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you won't make it this far. Well, if anybody's made it this far, we've already got them. Yeah,
1: it's fine. Cut, cut to the Hyperion. This isn't remotely the height of your inappropriateness. Ah, uh, probably not. <laughs> Cordelia's, I guess the low of your inappropriateness, depending on the scale you're using. <laughs> hmm. I mean, what about when I'm just not being inappropriate at all? I mean, that's kind of even. It's not right? really the low of my inappropriateness. That's just my, it's it's not, well, this, when you're it's not, not being, the same ballpark. When you're not being inappropriate at all, that is your the height of your um, civility, politeness, decorum.
0: Turns out they can coexist.
1: (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) So
0: um, at the Hyperion, Cordelia is grateful and all, making Angel breakfast, you know, toaster waffles. Um, And uh, what if that guy that he let out of the the demon dimension is just like super evil or something? How could he let Wolfram and Hart win? Well, Angel thinks that saving Cordelia was simply much more important than winning, and he'll deal with the consequences when they happen. And honestly, yeah. As reckless as that sounds, he was forced into that position and yeah. really had no other choice. He Was was he supposed to let Cordelia die over this?
1: I wouldn't have. Based on what's happened before in the past, I don't think for a second that the powers that be would expect him to do that. No, no. Uh, morally, no, I don't think so. Sure, maybe he would have saved, depending on what
0: this, what atrocities this guy is going to commit... I don't know, but you can't know. You right. can't know. He uh, he was stuck between a rock and a hard place.
1: You know, Lila's actually lucky that it only took the key and coin to be able to get Angel to the point where he had to go get the guy. Uh-huh. If there were like two or three more items that, that he had to go get, he would have just tracked Lila down and found the Fez at. guy yeah. and killed. Yeah, he could have easily just tracked down the Fez guy and killed him. And the only reason he didn't is he didn't have enough time to realize what it was. Yeah. And if there were one or two more items that he, he would have had to got. If he had done just a little more actual
0: investigation work, <laughs> instead of saying, all right, I'll play your game. I'll do this ridiculous deed for you because I'm out of ideas.
1: Honestly, he should have just agreed to do the thing and then followed Lila. <laughs> right? Yep, 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 yep. Or maybe worked out some sort of deal with Skip. Damn it, damn it, Angel. You just had to go the route that made you have to kick Skip in the face.
0: Yeah, I like Skip. Don't Don't hurt Skip. Don't be mean to Skip. Skip's cool, man. So cut to the Yoro Mountains of Honduras. Yes. Darla finds a shaman or some shit and wants to know what in the hell this thing is inside of her. He uses some of her blood to try and do a reading of some sort, puts his bloody hands on her stomach, freaks out, is thrown across the room as he shouts, I cannot help you. No man can. This is not meant to be known. And Darla's all like, well, time to go see daddy.
1: Yeah. I don't want Darla to come back. I'm so tired of Darla. Oh, well. Gerard. Gerard. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights nice. I shall give walk in the give, 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 give. Hold on. You've got something here. How'd you feel about this episode? Darla? Darla? Darla! 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 <laughs>
0: Darla's in this episode. Isn't that the best thing about it?
1: No. Love Darla. She's great. How did you feel about this episode?
0: Um, You know, I think it had one of, it had two, maybe, th- no, three, three of the more memorable monsters of the week that I've ever seen in this episode. Skip it was fantastic. And he was a good yeah. guy. The, uh uh, the 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 Kung Fu Masters were kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Never mind how kind of uh, borderline racist they were. Right. And I I gotta say, as much as I hate it, as grotesque as I find it, the Fez guy with his exposed brain is one of the most memorable characters, even though he's a one-off. Yeah. No, um, and it's not because of anything he really does when he's talking it's just the brain thing right. that sticks in my head i give it to the makeup artists more than i give it to the actor or the writers
1: right no i actually really like this episode it was one of the better episodes of angel we've had in quite a while hmm. and cuz it like it's paced well for once and like there's actually like the stakes feel right
0: i didn't feel the twist coming where the uh, the visions weren't actually from the powers that be. Right. That got me twice because I went back and I watched through everything up to the musical episode over the break. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching them again to t- to write notes. And I totally forgot about that twist again, only right. like a month and a half
1: later. And, and this starts off another character that we're going to have to deal with later. Mm-hmm. And like it incorporated Wolfram and Hart in a way that wasn't just tiresome and no, like it, it hit all the notes that it needed to and it did it well. Yeah. You know, minus the few rough patches
0: that we mentioned throughout the episode where shit just didn't quite make sense. Um, but it ended up being inconsequential. Right. So it didn't really matter. Like just, angel putting up a fight over going out and doing the thing that the vision said to do yeah like he's never done that before and there was no reason for him to do it now and it all it did was eat up an extra
1: 45 seconds of screen time yeah there the the little inconsistencies between the characters that was a little choppy I can kind of see where they're wanting to make it a little rougher on the edges to like build in characterization. Okay, whatever. But overall though, I think it was a pretty good episode and it made me feel hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel hopeful, I for think. For the series as a whole, uh for the
0: season. Okay. Well, I know we've uh, better things are coming. Better things are coming. Uh, even even if it dips down again, it's coming back up because I remember thoroughly enjoying uh, season five
1: at least. Um, do you have a quote of the day? I honestly, I think I'm going to give it to the dick conversation. Okay. Not Which- because it was like extra clever or anything like that, but it it helped provide kind of a sense of camaraderie banter that they kind of fail at sometimes a little bit. Yeah. All right. I'm on board with that. You going to actually quote any of it? Yeah. So gun saying five herb shops in Chinatown, we've been to four. How, how come the thing that we're searching for is always the last place we look West replies, I suppose it's an unwritten law of being a dick. Uh, a sleuth. A gumshoe. A Sherlock. Gunn replies, all I know is you use the word dick again and we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, li- I like the banter that we get with, with them. We need more. More dick. Not more dick, more camaraderie. More Van Hodong. What's your quote Wait, of the
0: day? What do you think causes camaraderie? It's dick, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my quote of the day... I didn't write much down, so I'm just gonna go with Angel's last line: "Don't you come at me through Cordelia ever again? You play that card a second time, and I'll kill you." Because I just found it so satisfying.
1: Yeah, uh, like I was. It I, was. It was earned in exactly the right quantity.
0: I didn't like seeing Cordelia get fucked with this entire episode, which is what they wanted, right?
1: And that gave us the satisfaction of, yeah, fuck you. Don't you fuck with our Cordelia. It that line was the verbal equivalent of getting to watch Angel throw the piece of rebar into the dude's head, right?
0: Oh, that was good just, too. Oh, yes, he that deserves was, that. That. <laughs> that was
1: great. Yeah, I do want to say, by the way, it's it's a bit Angel of a power. Doesn't p- know that it's not just some human dude. He doesn't care.
0: He knew that it was whatever is fucking up Cordy. Right. And that's all he cares about. right?
1: Like, and that, I find that satisfying.
0: Yeah. It was, it was a bit of a power fantasy. Yeah. Being able to experience that via Angel. Yeah. And it was lovely. Very much so. Yeah. So there it is. Uh, I think that has been another episode of Ale with Angel. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can always buy some of our shit if you want to. Go on over to beerwithbuffy.com slash shop. We've got mugs. We've got hoodies, T-shirts, th- some other weird shit. I don't know. we got a lot of things on there. If you want to support us financially uh, without cluttering up your cupboards and closets, you can go to patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. We have a cat naming perk, or you can just buy us a beer or show us some love. The number one best thing that you can do for us always is review us on iTunes. It doesn't cost you anything, and
1: it helps us the most. It boosts our numbers and visibility. Thank you very much. And if you send us proof of your review, we will send you a free sticker.
0: Free sticker, and you get automatically entered into a drawing to win a free hoodie. Once we get to 75 reviews, we will enter all of the written reviews into a pile and draw one out of a hat yes. and that person gets a free hoodie if you have any questions comments or concerns ever you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com you can always text us or leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783 as always big shout out to JJ Treadway for all of our opening closing and transitional music this has been Ale with Angel I'm Josh I'm Rex have a good night Keanu speed, Josh Reeves, be with you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. I couldn't think of Keanu it. Speed. He was in a movie called Speed. I couldn't <laughs> think
1: of it. <laughs> You've been brain farting all over the place lately. Yeah, I don't know cult? You don't like the color? You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires That's it was a bit um, British, wasn't
0: it? We.
1: Wait, what have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>